Welcome to Chit Chat, a judgment-free forum for conversation around hot topics that impact the Indian American community, inspired by the latest episodes from Family Karma, the first all Indian American reality TV show on Bravo. All right, let's go around and introduce how we know the characters. Amrita, why don't you start? Because my name starts with an A. <laughs> exactly, and I need a lot of order. My name is Amrita Utham Chanani. I live in New York right now, and I've been in New York for forever. Um, but I grew up in Miami with the lovely family Karma Cat. Neha. It's me, because I'm an N. Great. And. <laughs> Sorry. I feel for, any, for anyone listening, we know our alphabet. I'm Neha Kajwani. I live in San Francisco. Um, I've grown up with the family Kerma cast. I'm Priyanka Honda. I know some of the family Kerma cast. Um, most of the girls on here, I consider my lifelong best friends. Hi, this is Rishika Badrani. I am in New York right now, but I also grew up in Miami, so I know most of the cast. I am Sheetal Parvani Tahilramani. Obviously, I am Vishal's sister. Amrit was like a brother because they were best friends growing up, and my parents are on the show, so. I feel like the parents are the people that I feel really close to, like especially your parents, Sheetal. I feel like they're extended family. Brings back a lot of childhood memories for me, um, seeing your house, you know, in the videos and seeing even pictures of your family, because I feel like those are times that I sort of remember being a part of. Yeah. Shito, how did, how did you feel about Vishal coming out and talking about his Crohn's disease? I think that's like one of the best things to come out of the show, because it is something that he, for some reason, was never comfortable talking about. And I think our family might be a little different than most Indian families, because it was not something that my mom tried to hide. Um, as soon as he was diagnosed, a lot of people in our community did know about it um, because she needed that support and um, and people did reach out. Like Amrit's parents were, I think in the hospital, he was in the hospital for a month and they were there almost, like I would say a couple times a week, including Aneha's parents too, Rashika's parents too, Amrita's parents. So she did want Michelle to be open about it and communicate about it. But for some reason, and maybe it's part of this Indian culture, Michelle was not comfortable talking about it and it could be more than just the Indian culture it's a it's a hard disease to talk about I'm so happy that he's that this has come out of it because he's able to share what he's going through and he's able to help others along the way and even help himself by being more open about it why did he have a change of heart do you think um he says that Richa was the biggest reason for him the biggest reason to making a change in his lifestyle but still not being open about it. Um, I think the show was that pushing factor for him to really open up and share what he was going through. We both got really drunk one day and he, um, <laughs> the, start of, the start, start of, of any deepest, good friendship. Yeah, yeah. the deepest <laughs> conversations. I remember asking him about her because she was new at that time and I, I wasn't really sure like was trying to like feel this girl out, feel, like figure out you know what her deal was. And I thought he was gonna tell me like the standard you know, she's so sweet, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, you don't get it. Like, she is the first person in my life who's ever really understood me in this way. And so, yeah, I think that was a really big, uh, big thing for him and for her, I'm sure. It's so interesting in our culture, I think, because in some ways I feel like we're so flamboyant. <laughs> we're so, um, we're so eager to share, like, little nuances of our life. I think on the contrary, there's some things that are so much deeper and so 
so much more defining to who we are. And those are the things that we are encouraged to hide, or there are things that are very much stigmatized. And it's those things that can, um, can actually like bring you closer to one another. Like for me, you know, mental health is something that's really been top of mind and important to me. And that's something that I never used to talk about. And as I talk about it more, it takes a lot of courage. I think Vishal should be commended for going through this whole courageous journey. I mean, it's, it takes guts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It takes more than abs. It takes guts. I think it's a very defining, you know, cultural moment. I think so many things that are coming out of this show that for generations have been swept under the rug, you know, things that have been coming out about divorce, for instance, how divorce was not looked upon fondly Mm -hmm. and perhaps in our parents' generation was, you know, avoided at all costs. um, So you were not a social outcast. Um, mental health, like you talked about, you know, not easily talked about. I think, you know, what the whole cast, I think, to a certain ex- certain extent, they're risk takers. They decided mm-hmm. that, you know, whether it's their health condition, whether it's their, you know, sexuality, whether it is just being outspoken about whatever they're going through and being able to put that on display, it's very unlike what we define being Indian in our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. You're right that it's very flamboyant. You wear all your jewelry, you get (laughs) all this, you know, very expensive, lavish stuff, but then you have to put on a face, you know, it's a very expensive rug, but you put a lot of the real (laughs) issues and sweep them under that rug, I think. So I'm, I'm excited that I think the cast of Family Karma is, you know, talking about some of these issues. And what I've always been drawn to with you girls is that there wasn't a lot of that sweeping under the rug. I think there's there's a reason that people are nervous to share stuff like this. I keep like replaying that auntie network that Amrith was talking about. He's like 1-800-auntie or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a real thing. Something stupid and little will happen to you. And then all of a sudden, there's like 16 people asking you about it. And then you go to a party like a week later and like somebody's cousin's dog's uncle is like, oh my God, I heard this. And you're like, cool. But like they, it's like the story's twisted and then they have all these personal questions that are attached to it. So I can only imagine with something like Crohn's that if you say I have this disease, how does that get twisted through the telephone? How intrusive is it? And what do you have to answer to? And like, are people um, nervous around you for some reason? Do they not want to engage with you as much? Do they not want their kids to engage with you as much? There's all these stupid questions that are dumb. And yet I feel like they have a real impact on on your well-being. I think the idea of uh, perception is really important in our community. So, you know, quoting some of the the first episode, you know, about the idea of sweeping it under the rug, it really, really is important to look perfect, be perfect. You know, there's a scene with Brian and his BMW, have the BMW, like have the girl, like all this kind of stuff. So the idea of having a disease, there's a stigma attached to it. And so it's probably difficult for him to talk about and you know you might internalize that stigma and feel a certain way about yourself and your health and I think it can have some real psychological implications. I've always felt growing up pretty pretty confused about like about whether or not I should be independent or whether or not I and like and speak out loud and share anything and everything about me or if I should like actually present yourself in this like perfect 
perfect package. Depending on the situation, you have to behave a different way. Like you'd go to school, I would go to school and everyone in school teaches you to like speak the loudest and raise your hand and, and tell your opinion and share everything and anything you can about you. And then you go home, at least I would go home and it would be like, okay, now you have to behave a certain way or now you have to do a certain thing and you can't say that or you can say that. And so it's just kind of like this this really weird dichotomy. We're all first generation kids here. So our parents are like all coming into the country for the first time and, and trying to kind of immerse themselves into, into the American culture and like give us the best lives that we can have while also retaining a lot of the culture that is pretty like old school of Hindu culture too. You know, I'm actually technically, I guess, generation zero because I was born in India and I Oh, did true. minimal, yeah, minimal schooling in India, and you know it's been kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually like a super Indianized, and you know I can get out the Indian accent if you want. Please but uh, side note, I did I have utilized the Indian accent to my benefit. Um, <laughs> but I'm not able to act at all, but really wanted to participate in the vagina monologues at the University of Miami, and um, the audition monologue was the Jewish woman who like talks about her you know sexuality and all of that and I was like how can I do like a unique twist on this so I did it in an Indian accent and it was fantastic it's the first time I've done it it was like the privacy of nobody knowing me um it's the only accent I can do I did some schooling in India and you know I remember a homework assignment clearly where you wrote down all the numbers one to a thousand in cursive three times and it had zero utility and so different from the way you learn in the U.S. Um, and, you know, I also later did the IB program, which is a more international, more creative way of learning, you know, did some amount of debate in high school just the idea that, you know, you can have this like Socratic method where you can question and then answer your own questions was so different than this like rote memorizations, which I imagine our parents had a lot of homework mm -hmm. assignments like this, where they weren't allowed to be free thinkers and they weren't allowed to be loud, especially women. So I'm not surprised we had this dichotomy because we were raised by Indian mothers who were in this school system their entire life in college. And, you know, they're trying to create these demure women who get this perception and you know we'll probably get into this at a later point so they're ripe for marriage at a young age and having gossip about your mental health issues your physical health issues was just not okay in the indian community where you were potentially going to be picking partners and this was your network of future partners whether they were the ones you grew up with or not yeah you become undesirable really what you say when you're 12 could potentially harm your prospects it could potentially harm their network of friends. You know, we grew up in a very close-knit community. So one, you know, bad move and you could potentially be an outcast. We need to kind of applaud all our parents and applaud the last generation for how much that they've stepped out of mm -hmm. their upbringing. That's a really good point to think about how their foundation, education and schooling really impacts their way of thinking long-term, their way of bringing kids up, and the sort of shock, the culture shock they must have experienced being here and hearing our views that are so different from theirs. I know I experience that speaking to my parents all the time. Just this disconnect that's always gonna be there, but to their credit, we're uh, accommodating. And I do think that, that a lot of the need to be dressed perfectly and to have the BMW and all of this stuff is 
is also kind of, I mean, a lot of us are Cindy. Cindy specifically, like my, my grandmother was a, a great example of this. She was like always decked out in like the shiniest thing she could possibly find. Like always just, I mean, and then her house was like shiny, shiny it was like blind, <laughs> it was like terrifying. Um, and if you wanted to get her a gift, you had to like go to the store and like find the shiniest thing you could. And then she was like, so proud of you. I think a lot of that is because they were, you know, Cindy's were kicked out of Pakistan and they had literally nothing when they came to India. And the way that they kind of showed that they were okay was with these shiny things. And it's yes. like, it seems really superficial and really stupid, except that I feel like it was almost um, assuring themselves in yeah. some way that, that they, yeah. they were still fine. And that the I feel like, you know, like they, like what you're saying, the history, it's a huge impact. Like Sin was, was um, partitioned and basically our grandparents had to leave everything behind. So like, I know even my grandfather, was had to leave all his properties, everything behind, and was living in a refugee camp. Um, and so I think Cindy's like, it, maybe it comes off as showing off, but I think it shows also their resilience that they've they've lost everything. So I think our parents um, deserve a lot of credit. They have managed to hold on to and share their Indian roots while still striking a balance in embracing the American culture. That's a really good point. Should we go ahead and discuss? Um, all the things that we talked about? Yeah, some of the themes we discussed today that will surely come up in our future episodes include... This constant need to appear perfect and strong. That's how you think your community will accept you. Yeah, and desired by your future spouse because chances are your parents are in the same social circle as your future in-laws. Also, Cindy's love their bling. For a reason. It may just be a symbol of pride, success, and resilience. Sweeping under the rug comes up a lot, especially for Amrit and Vishal. And sharing your deepest truths on national television requires major courage. I feel like one of the main takeaways is that we should all look at that fancy flamboyant rug in our life and check out what's underneath. Maybe clean it out, maybe air it out. So until next time, we are Neha, Sheetal, Rashika, Amrita, and Priyanka, just here to chat about the smaller and larger issues that come up on Family Karma. Thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode of Chit Chat. If you have any questions for the Chit Chat crew, have topics you'd like us to discuss, or just want to share your feelings, please feel free to email us at ilovechitchat at gmail.com. Don't forget, chat is spelled with two A's. Talk soon. Peace up, A-Town Down. <laughs>